What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Mentally Gone Daily, your favorite daily podcast that sometimes manages to be consistently daily and sometimes manages to be every other week, sometimes manages to be every other month. But here we are with another episode of Mentally Gone Daily. This is episode number 20. My name is Callie Lacerda. And I'm Gabriela Lopes. And your favorite daily podcast because you don't get it daily so on the daily you're surprised if you get one wow (laughs) what a mind effort what a mind effort on the daily you're hoping and crossing your fingers that there's another episode what the frick they didn't post today (laughs) but then you end up mentally gone because there was no episode that day you know how (laughs) perfect that that name is mentally gone and just a quick backstory, and we weren't even planning on talking about this because we didn't plan anything for this episode because we never do for these. But that name came up or came about so quickly and so randomly one day, right? It was from a t-shirt. It it was from a t-shirt that you got from like Shein or something? Yeah. Was it Shein? Yeah. A long time ago, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, two, almost three years ago. Uh, that that shirt for for whatever reason that phrase like really stuck with me yeah and then stuck with us obviously and then one day when you were working at Barnes and Noble right yeah yeah um, I I began designing the logo and then I just started piecing things together and then boom like that was the logo like first draft first finish and it's the logo to this day and then I don't even know how we came up with the catchphrase it's never wrong to be mentally gone yeah but i think i came up with that yeah 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 because i think that we were looking for like a mission statement because i've i have a business background in entrepreneur if you will background i love that term because it's so pretentious um and every company has their business statement and they have their mission statement rather not business statement and so i kept thinking to myself i'm like what's our little catchphrase and then i think that that's when you came up with it yeah i think we both like worded it around and figured it out but yeah the name mentally gone came from a t-shirt i ordered it because i thought it looked cool Mm -hmm. it was like this little crop t-shirt and i just i i've always liked t-shirts with like you know simple yeah with phrases on it or with one or two words you know just labeled right in the front very simple yeah and that one I just gravitated towards. I ordered it and then I ended up buying you one when we finally decided on the name Mentally Gone for the podcast. And I think I wore it maybe once or twice. Yeah. And that was before I gained my 20 pounds of relationship gain. <laughs> from from Urban Outfitters, it was from. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, okay. So, so the one you got me was from Urban Outfitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah see see. so it's a popular little saying mentally gone yeah mentally gone to to be mentally gone but what's interesting is that we didn't find any existing podcast with that name mentally gone yeah which is different from like because i've seen people i'm not gonna mention names but i've seen people even local people who are friends of friends of friends of people we know and they begin their shows but then like they choose these names that are already kind of used yeah by, by multiple different groups of people and then there are multiple shows and podcasts sharing the same name and so it's very important in my opinion for you to have a unique name 
for a unique brand in in order to create and establish yourself as a unique brand you have to have a name that's only yours you know yeah it can't be like brian talks or something you know right. and then there's it like can't. fifty thousand brian's with yeah. a podcast called brian talks right. or something. it's like it's like no creative juice there you know <laughs> just let's just copy because and paste. there are people who do that like i feel like girls specifically yeah. would probably do that where it's like uh i don't know give me a name kayla talks britney and then, talks about it <laughs> britney talks britney spills, spills the, tea. the tea yeah see like yeah. i'm already like branding a, a bunch of already branded podcasts right now and there's probably a bunch that have the, the words like spill the tea in it yeah. but with the name just being interchangeable with whoever's name it belongs to so blank spills the tea and 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 like one thing for me, right, is um, considering the fact that my name, like my own name, has been very unique growing up, to say the very least. I've gotten bullied by kids, by friends even, for the name that I have because nobody, like I've never met, aside from my own father, I've never met another Cali. Mm, which yeah, in Portuguese, um, if you're, if you are by any chance Brazilian, I don't know how many of you guys listening are actually like... Uh, able to speak and understand portuguese but in portuguese my name is kali kali yeah it's like kali and so my dad's name is basically the same exact name that i have except the only difference is that my name has junior at the end but it's not junior it's filho which uh in portuguese is son yeah filho so i'm not even my own kali i'm the son of kali <laughs> which is funny because yeah. because because if we were living in the middle ages or whatever i would be referred to as the son of kali yeah and and not kali yeah that's so funny which is interesting <laughs> but then in english it's kali uh coffee for kali kaylee kali kaylee Coffee for Kaylee? Yeah, they always say Kaylee. They yeah. always say Kaylee. <laughs> I was going to say it's funny because my brother's name was supposed to be David. And my grandpa's name is David. And my right. dad's name is David. And then my brother's name was supposed to be David. But my mom like immediately cut off that David, idea. David the third. She was like, I'm going to be calling David. And then who? which David is going to be looking? <laughs> Everybody just turns their neck. It's like, huh? Huh? And then she, what's funny is she named my brother after her father, who's Francolim, but in Portuguese, I guess the way that it's spelled is with a Q-U-L-I-M, uh, something like that. Right. So it's spelled differently. Mm -hmm. The way his is spelled is Francolim with an M at the end. Yeah. And then my mom decided to name my brother Franklin David and also because it sounded catchier than David Franklin. And David Franklin also sounds catchy. But Frank and then and then the funny thing is that she thought his nickname would be like Frankie D because hey, Frankie D, how's it going? That's how like eighties people would nickname their yeah. self, themselves. It would be like their first name with a with a Y sound at the end, like Cali F or whatever. Or hey something. Frankie D, how's the family going? <laughs> Frankie the D The business is good. And just a just a heads up, nobody ever called him Frankie D. <laughs> right, see? <laughs> yeah and 
And what's up with like parents naming their kids these ridiculous names, you know? Like my name, I consider it to be kind of ridiculous. But like now that I'm older, I appreciate the fact that it's unique because I don't know any other Cali and I've never met another Cali. And so if I ever go down in the history books as a great podcaster or whatever it is, I'm like everybody's going to know me as just Cali. And that I think is really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. But, but oh, no, go. No, go. No, you go. No, you go. Oh. But um, but yeah, it's it's just weird though, because if you think about it, it's like I don't know, like names to me can kind of freak me out a little bit, because a lot of the times, like just like you said, it's it's basically prolonging the the legacy and the existence of this other personality. And kind of instilling it into this blank canvas that is the baby. So then that blank canvas doesn't become its own person. It becomes an extension of like Frank Lim or an extension of David or with like characteristics now that are being kind of like coerced and forced into being viewed in that blank canvas. Because yeah. instead of being its own little thing, you know, <laughs> and then and then just flourishing as being like Ralphie, like Ralph. You know, <laughs> that's an interesting name. It's no offense to all the Ralphs. Shout out to all the Ralphies out listening there. To this, <laughs> Ralphie, which, by the yeah, way, fun fact, make up seventy percent of our uh, audience base are Ralphies around the world. Really? Yeah. You're joking. I just made that up. Oh my gosh. Um, I love it. But anyways, <laughs> I love it. How many of you guys listening uh, consume comedy podcasts? Because that's literally the only podcast that that I consume personally. Because a lot of people ask me, like, "Oh, like what 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 podcast do you listen to?" I bet you listen to a lot of conspiracy podcasts. I bet you you are deeply um, ingrained in this like world, right? No. And they're always surprised when I show them like my my podcast library. It's literally all. Like Uncle Joey Diaz, Kill Tony, Theo Vaughn, Tom Segura, Christina Pajinski, Joe Rogan, um, Andrew Santino, Andrew Schultz, and the list goes on and on. And it's just comedians. And and everyone would be surprised to know that I don't listen to podcasts. Right. So I host a podcast, which is all fun and dandy, but I don't listen to them. Right, right. I listen to them when you're playing it in the car. Because you have no choice. No, but I do enjoy them. Like, I'll laugh along if it's funny. Yeah. Uh, or or they're telling a crazy story or whatever the case is. But Because because for me personally, right, it's like this, this um, profession that we find ourselves in, which is being podcasters and more specifically being conspiracy theorists, right, it can be a very negative and just very heavy route, you know, like when you're dealing with like certain topics and stuff, like it could really take a toll on you because um, I've I've had people ask us um, on like lives and stuff like, um, does it ever get overwhelming? Like, how do you cope with all this negativity and like all these like heavy topics and stuff? And that's how I cope with it is by just countering it with silly podcasts, you know, like sprinkling a little Bill Burr. A little Mark Norman, a little Shane Gillis, you know, mm. and just like making it fun and just like kind of forgetting about everything else. Yeah, I feel like that's what they well, I guess it all depends on your taste, because then there are some people who that is their getaway. It's like, yeah, for it's sure. diving in, diving into these subjects, you know, right, right, right. Which which again, I'm not saying that I don't enjoy doing it. I'm just saying that in order to balance things out so that 
my whole life isn't just conspiracy theories right. and i'm not like trapped in the dark room uh like drawing lines on top of um, pictures on a wall you know like trying to draw connections and just growing just going crazy skipping meals and i'm not like trying to be that you know so i'm just trying to be like a well-balanced human being like we went to the gym early today at 4 30 a.m we we were already awake by four mm-hmm. and we went to the gym at five and we got our workout in um what else did we do we took the buddy for a long walk two miles almost got our exercises and yeah that was pretty much it for our monday so far had and a now, good breakfast nutritious right keto by the way i don't know how many of you guys are on diets but carnivore for me yeah sometimes right yeah Let's well i'm saying today you just said okay. keto right okay, today yeah, yeah well callie's not keto yeah. just putting that out there <laughs> since we're I'm pointing trying. fingers no i i'm trying to be <laughs> keto and i did go a whole week recently i think it was like two weeks back i went the whole week ketogenic and i i swear to everybody listening to this i forgot how much i lost but i lost like a significant amount of weight just just in the span of like two weeks of just lowering my carb intake and then and then one full week with like almost no carbs right because the way carbs work is if you if you're not if you're not consuming a surplus of carbs then your body has to derive energy from somewhere so then it starts taking from your fat stores right and then and then that process is called ketosis because mm -hmm. then you're in a ketogenic state where your body produces ketones or it doesn't produce ketones but uses ketones as energy fuels right just like you said and it's it it's kind of funny too because i have um ketone strips in the bathroom that basically you have to pee on them and so in 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 order to like make sure that you're in ketosis you have to kind of pee on it so i've been peeing on these strips for a while now <laughs> and i just wanted to share it with the world and um tmi tmi or tmz um all right so do you want to get into our first topic or do or yeah, do you have let's anything go. else to say no let's hop in for what you guys are here for some juiciness you know what though uh hopefully you guys find this okay to do you, you know just like have these like normal banters yeah um, normal conversations and then also obviously like sprinkling a few insane things that we always have oh um, there was one thing i wanted to point out yeah about my name i was named after the angel gabriel wow the deliverer of messenger of messages isn't that funny how now you're a deliverer oh, yeah. of messages Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, TikTok people don't seem to agree. They think that I should be deplatformed for spewing nutrition nonsense. But oh yeah, <laughs> because Gabriella loves getting into um, Twitter feuds no, and TikTok feuds and they, just online social media. They battles. love to get into the feuds with me. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that I do not exert energy at all. Which, by the way, we've had multiple people, uh, party poopers who uh, go on our pages and like go on like our videos and just comment um, negative things about like, oh, like you guys know nothing about what you're talking about. This is stupid. You guys are doing that. My voice is annoying. Or <laughs> I waste a total of 0.0000000% of my energy on those people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even, I just like looking for like a nanosecond. I'm like, Oh, this person's life sucks. They're just projecting hatred and resentment and 
inadequacies that they face in their life and they're trying to project it and find solace by by doing so in the real world on onto others but not me not today and then i just skipped through it i don't want to dive into the subject but i do i did want to mention that what's funny about people online is that this lady that i all i said was a comment i put a comment and everyone got very upset about my comment that seed oils are bad um but anyways this lady went on to tell me that i have no degrees that i'm that i'm a failure and all of these things i don't know this woman at all newsflash it's your mom's fake account um <laughs> what that'd be so tell funny me. she's like gabriella you didn't get your degree in college that would be so funny My if mom it was just like care. a plot twist like that it's, it's your mother but this lady was saying i have no degrees and then i was like why are you still talking about your degrees like she mm. wanted to have some sort of validation that she must have not gotten as a child right and i said that to her i was like it seems like you want to be seen and heard because all she kept repeating was that she has degrees mm -hmm. and i would i sincerely don't care anyone can get a degree yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean and then uh and then another lady um uh, i she said that my source was unreliable because all that i said which by the way i didn't say don't eat seed oils i even said that i eat seed oils mm -hmm. right and so all i said was if you want more information carnivore md speaks about this because oh, yeah. that is my source I, I don't lie about my source and say that i I, I I practice nutrition and all these things. On extensive research. And then this lady tells me my source is unreliable. So I ask her, okay, can you give me a reliable source? And her response was, uh, you can go Google it. And that's how people will respond to you nowadays because they also don't have a source right. on hand and they have no source at all. Mm -hmm. They they just want to dispute against whatever you're saying and they have no source either. And so they want to hate on your source. If your source is controversial, they want to just hate on it. But then they have no source that counters it. Right. And I find that hilarious. And so I just told this lady to have a nice day. And then I... I did tweet this, but I deleted it. But I said that. And this is a word of advice for all of you out there. And then I'll stop talking about this. But people online will argue all day if you entertain it. The way to catch them off guard is to intentionally use their expectation of you arguing back against them. Instead, you surprise them with unanticipated kindness, completely destroying their illusion of validity yeah and that's my word of advice for all of you out there if you get into an argument or someone just starts arguing with you online just hit them with kindness they won't expect it and it'll piss them off even more because they want to argue if you all get day. yourself into a pickle but but to that point right i think that there's a lot of that and i've been really kind of like thinking about the um implications of having like a screwed up childhood so people like that usually uh, they are seeking validation from the the world essentially because they didn't really get that inside <laughs> of their own homes yeah and but a lot of times these people like they just want to feel something i feel yeah it's like just like feel a little bit of an adrenaline rush feeling your heart palpitate <laughs> when you see that that person responded back to your you know to your response and, and then it just goes like on and on and on but it's mainly because there's no excitement in that person's life and there's no satisfaction 
Yeah, but I will admit I've gotten those a little bit too online. Like I love arguing with people who who are just who are just triggered and mm -hmm. I like to intentionally trigger them more because that's my whole goal in life. Okay. <laughs> so we found out what Gabriella's purpose is. It just is. trigger people out there. So if you're triggered then hey, that that makes me feel good. Hashtag trigger. I did what I was supposed to do for the day. <laughs> And I don't know how many of you guys listening. It's, I'm just kidding, by the way. Um, I don't know how many of you guys <laughs> listening are familiar with the YouTuber KSI. Um, I don't follow his content. I, I I don't consume any of that type of YouTube content, you know, of the hype, hyped up uh, YouTube vlogger slash influencer. But he put out a documentary on Amazon and just out of curiosity and as a way to do a uh, case study on someone who has achieved the pinnacle of success on that platform which is youtube i watched it and what's interesting is that usually the most successful people in life are almost always the people who never got the love and validation at home from their parents mm. it's like almost always the case and prior to the pandemic, I was far more um, ambitious and just driven and just focused. And um, today I've kind of like simmered down a little bit because of just um, because of just like everything that like happened or whatever. And also because I matured a little bit more. So like I'm finally like understanding why I was overcompensating in certain areas and all that good stuff. But even like even my case i've always been like ambitious and like driven and stuff it's because of that search and that pursuit of validation yeah because i didn't get that at home as much as maybe i would like to have gotten it and then you just go throughout the whole world and throughout life just seeking that and it's interesting that that's a prerequisite for a successful person in the eyes of society. But then in that documentary, it it, it like it 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 gave glimpses of just how lonely and miserable and just traumatized and just heavily traumatized that guy still is, even though he's at the pinnacle of this success. You know, like he's in a ten million dollar home. Mm. He has Lamborghinis, cars, brand deals, restaurants opening up. He has his own energy drink that's going or not energy drink, but the the whole prime thing that that he's doing with like Logan Paul. And I just found that super interesting. It's like this guy said that he just wants to keep going and going and going, but then you realize that it's such an irrational feat or or the reasoning behind it is so irrational because it's like it literally stems down to just being being um hungry for love you yeah know? And, and the fact that that translates to success in our society is super sad yeah yeah that's true super crazy because even joe rogan for example who's super ambitious and super driven like he that's lacks who i love was gonna say too from from his dad mm -hmm. who's who's gone viral by the way uh if you guys want to see something entertaining <laughs> just open up tiktok or open up instagram even and type in joe rogan's dad and you will be thoroughly entertained and you're welcome um but it, is it yeah. really his dad it hasn't been proven yet but it kind of like i kind of buy it honestly and that that girl was his sister uh half sister probably oh okay half sister yeah because from my understanding like he has a bunch of half sisters and half brothers because because his dad was like an alcoholic womanizer 
apparently his dad would like beat his mother and stuff and like that's the stories that he would tell on his podcast and i didn't know that joe rogan was italian i really didn't know what he was i didn't even know he had a dad <laughs> of course he had a dad. <laughs> <Kidding>. <laughs> i just thought that joe rogan just like just like just like grew in the he ground he was brought you know? to us by aliens yeah you know yeah, like, <laughs> they were like here but but isn't that interesting too like i can't imagine certain people being born <laughs> yeah oh my god sorry <laughs> she's like, like choking up all, all, almost <laughs> crying because it's such a beautiful concept yeah. to contemplate I, I i don't see it either it's it is pretty funny like these celebrities like elon musk at one point was just a little fetus yeah like he came out of whichever alien <laughs> you know brought him to this planet he's definitely a, a freaking alien dude yeah well his son is definitely an alien whatever the heck his name is <laughs> <laughs> i think that he named his son after the uh, ufo model that brought him to earth oh my gosh which which <laughs> which by the way uh i don't know what your thoughts are uh people listening right now but i don't think elon musk can be trusted yeah i feel like a lot of people and especially like media culture has 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 painted him out as being the man of the people like the messiah right and what we have to realize also is that the enemy of your enemy is not your friend mm. just because he disagrees with like certain organized institutions or at least he portrays himself as being disagreeable towards those organizations like governments and stuff doesn't mean that he's on your side yeah i mean to me that's not even shock like surprising news to not trust everything that elon musk says because he says a bunch about how ai is dangerous and and that ai will develop to a point where it's you know uh dangerous uh risky i said dangerous twice dangerous. i forgot i forgot the word he used but but then again, he like just last year, he was talking about developing an Optimus robot that will handle mundane tasks. Just last year, this year on Investor Day, he actually presented Optimus once more. And he's really trying to push that idea of, of having a household robot, uh, super robot. Yeah. Right. And so, like, for example, I'm just going to click this video and see what happens. But it's basically no, showing the arms and legs just separate. This is some lab full of arms and legs. So in this video, it's showing the robot basically picking up an arm, a robotic arm, walking with it <clears throat> in this room. And all bearing in mind that uh, when we did AI Day, uh, this version of Optimus didn't work, walk at all. Oh, this is so scary. I don't so even want to watch any more of it. Is quite so in the, again, this is something that we'll probably cover on our video podcast because th then we can actually post this actual video with it and you guys can see what we're watching. But it's literally showing op like a few Optimuses coming together to build a new Optimus. Oh my gosh, this is... And they're like putting another Optimus together. <laughs> putting is, arms uh, and shit. This is Tony Stark's... Um... <laughs> Wet dream, dude. What, what was his name? Oh my gosh. Jarvis. Ultron. Jarvis first. Yeah, no, but I'm thinking oh, Ultron. Ultron, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> it's like Ultron bots everywhere. Oh, it's man. like iRobot coming to life. Oh, and, man. and I've said this on our podcast, and I'll say it again. Robots is one of my biggest fears. And I feel like that will be the equivalent of a zombie apocalypse for us will be like a robot apocalypse. For sure. They they will be the cause of the end of humanity, of the world. Like they will be the cause. And I wanted to say that the scary thing, this is why robots scare me, is that they are programmed to set out on, on c- accomplishing their goals. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the way they're programmed. So if their goal is to solve climate change, let's say, yeah. I don't know what they'll be able to develop them into doing. They'll just wipe us all out because we are the cause of climate change. Calculating, calculating. <laughs> Humans it's like, are a massive threat for the health of we the Earth. Are, we are culpable for that, right? Calculating, calculating, solution destroy all humans i know that's for, what it will example. get to i'm not It'll even get to joking. that 100% i don't want robot vacuums i don't want vacuums that vacuum by themselves like i want to be old school i want to hold my vacuum and vacuum myself like, which which by the way by the way uh if you have those robot vacuums in your home it has been proven recently that one company i'm not sure if it's every single robot Roomba. vacuum yeah like one of those companies um they have been caught uh kind of like conducting mass surveillance and just basically getting insights into your home and then selling that information to advertisers and furniture companies and like all these things so it's basically like facebook same thing that happened with facebook kind of except in like a vacuum form so you're letting these things kind of map out your whole house which is something that they have to do and again, it's always packaged in the, in the way of convenience. It's like you're allowing these big ass tech companies to map your home, the place that you feel safe Safest, in. Safest, yeah. And you're allowing this thing just come in with these cameras and shit and just map the whole thing and then relay that information back to headquarters. And then headquarters sells your personal information to furniture companies, to advertisers, to whatever the fuck it is, to governments. And it's just wild to me because like people willingly do it. People are like, yeah, because it's so much easier because I don't have time anymore <laughs> yeah. to keep vacuuming. And oh, my God, it's it hurts been a my blessing. back. Oh, oh, my back. It's been a blessing. This vacuum it has. Oh, you know what? Look, and for the people who say like, oh, I didn't I didn't know. Like, I, OK, you know, or but my point is for people who say they didn't know and then they think, oh, it's illegal to do that. It's probably somewhere written in the fine, fine, fine print right. of their of their, you know, when they make the sale to you or when you buy the product or somewhere on the box. It's like written very small or who knows, you know, this information may be used as yeah. targeted advertisement. Yeah. Maybe yeah. used for marketing purposes, just like the cookies on websites. You can choose to reject the marketing cookies that are tracking all of your, you know, behavior patterns, all of your search history online, all of your everything that you do. And then you wonder why this ad popped up on your Instagram when you were just five minutes ago searching this on your Safari. And then it's like or talking to your friend about or or just simply talking and saying it out loud. And you're like, wait, how did this come up? Like, wow, the universe is like telling me to buy this thing. No, you're being you're being tracked and monitored and and pushed out 
too. Yeah. And sold like just sold products too all day long. But you you mentioned zombies, right? Really briefly. Yeah. And I want to read this um, headline that was posted on February twenty third of this year, twenty twenty three. New skin rotting drug is literally turning drug users into zombies. Uh, a new drug that is making its way across America is literally rotting the skin of users. Uh, z- xylazine, 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 which has been approved for veter- veterinary Jesus, veterinary use, but not for use in humans, acts as a sedative and is a non-opioid opioid. Oh my God, I can't read a non-opioid. Opioid or opioid? Opioid. A non-opioid drug that does not respond to Narcan. The drug, which is rotting the skin of drug users, is currently most prevalent in major Democrat-controlled cities and is also referred to as the Trank Dope. I love how they politicized this, this, this drug in the first few sentences of this article. That's hilarious. At the beginning, talk to us about how... um, this came across you came across this story and how you managed to speak to those people who were so uh, so suffering it's a great question kamali and actually we, we had seen um some reporting on it uh, and, and some social media reporting as well youtubers uh, going to philadelphia <laughs> uh, and filming out of their windows uh, at these people filming these people in in these strange uh, drooping positions that, that they uh, involuntarily adopt once they have taken the drug because it is a tranquilizer and it puts them into a state of semi-consciousness. So we'd seen these images, um, but we were not prepared for, for, I was not prepared for the scale uh, of what we saw. And it was also clear that there were some significant sensitivities around this story, obviously, uh, because uh, of the nature of it and because the people involved are at such a, a difficult period of, of their lives. Uh, and so actually getting access to being able to get there and to, to earn the trust of both those people. Who Anyways, are- this guy just talks a lot and doesn't get to the point. But yeah, so uh, the zombie drug is most prevalent, currently most prevalent, the zombie look at how well written these articles are the zombie drug is most prevalent currently most prevalent in democrat controlled major cities like philadelphia new york chicago san francisco and los angeles where dr gary tsai the director of substance abuse prevention and control with the la county department of public health believes the drug's prevalence would increase deaths from overdoses no shit um but but yeah so so this whole drug basically rots your skin and makes you, uh, well, uh, grants you this semi-conscious state where you're not conscious or unconscious. You're kind of like in limbo. Mm-hmm. And because you're in limbo, your nervous system is also in limbo. And so a lot of the users, um, people on TikTok, people on YouTube have been filming people who have used this drug on the streets, like homeless people more specifically and they're like in this stance that reminds you a lot of those typical zombies yeah with their arms kind of dangling yeah just kind of like you know which is weird man yeah weird times weird times we're living in weird times that stuff's well i was gonna say that stuff's not illegal (laughs) that's a good (laughs) input in this um you can say it into the mic (laughs) It's okay. Tell people what you wrote down, Gabby. <laughs> show the class what. Show the class what you drew on your notepad. Can I, can I 
use the bathroom. Okay, go. <laughs> no, it's may I? Okay, I wait, know, wait, wait. You? Okay, go, 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 go. What? Go, because uh, I was going to say that maybe we'll like call it here, no, but no. we'll do a few more minutes. Go quick. Hold on. Go quick, go. And I'll keep you guys, I'll keep the show rolling because the show must go on. And what's funny is that she peed before the show, but she has a small bladder. Um, I do want to share another thing with you guys that I found very interesting. Did you know that you could buy Adrenochrome online legally? There's a site called, um, it's called uh, Bench, Bench, so B-E-N-C-H, Chem. And it's, it's considered a brand of Innovation Sciences, Inc. And that's what they wrote um, on their website thing. But apparently, from what I understood here, you can go on this website and you can actually inquire about purchasing Adrenochrome, which is interesting considering how it's normally sourced. You know, like we understand that the conspiracy of Adrenochrome revolves around um, basically extracting the blood of fearful, susceptible and pure bodies and usually the purest of bodies are young people, like very young people, like kids, you know, like children. And so it's interesting that they're selling adrenochrome and yeah, and you can inquire about it. Oh, she's back. Guess who's back? back How long back. was that? That was like you peed where? In the corner <laughs> of the room? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's why it smells like shit. I'm kidding. It's a joke. Um, all right. So. I think we're almost done with this episode. I just wanted to share this other thing that I found that's pretty ridiculousness. Let's hear it. You want, you want to see something ridiculous? <clears throat> yeah. So just, just listen to this 15-second video. My name is Faye Johnstone. I'm the executive director of Wisdom to Action. We can create a world where everyone is able to live in public space as their honest and authentic selves. See the woman changing how we see the future at Hershey's Canada. Okay, so that was a Hershey's Canada ad, right? Yes. Um, as you could tell maybe by the voice. But um, Hershey uses a man to celebrate International Women's Day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply that's like uh using a man to celebrate a day dedicated to women oh my gosh i just found that interesting right so they use a transgender person uh to celebrate and to be the champion for women's day what are your thoughts on that as a woman do you feel do you feel represented by by hershey's in this campaign (laughs) no no, and and look, I'm gonna say something. Say it. <laughs> because the because the term woman and man is so interchangeable. Is so you know fluid now. Man you know be where it's like you can identify as a woman even though you're not a female. Yeah, that's what makes it tricky, and I feel like that's why it's a pass. 
for some people, but in my opinion, in if you look at a restroom and you see the woman's bathroom, you know that's for the <laughs> that's for the women. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's what I would say to that. For example, it's you know you know what I'm gonna start doing. I'm gonna start walking into every woman's bathroom that I see. Oh my god! And just taking a massive dump. <laughs> oh my every god. single one, and I'm gonna make sure that everybody knows that I'm in there, and everybody sees me going in there, and I'm gonna identify every single time. I'm gonna be like, I I identify as a woman, as <laughs> a woman who needs to desperately take a shit. Oh my gosh! And, but and see, like what? what? What are the lines? You know? No, and then guess what's gonna happen to me? Nothing. But something. But see. This is the thing. People would probably get upset, right? And well, why? Then, uh, but that's the are, thing. Cause they, are we trying to be progressive they'll, here? They'll think that you're lying because you're a fully grown man with a beard. No, and, you but know, I identify as a woman and I need to take this massive I know, dump. but see, that's the thing. that they'll, they'll be upset. And then as soon as you put that up, there's no argument, right? Like that's the way the times are nowadays. Right. So there's no argument. So let's say there's a man who comes into the bathroom and said that he identified as a woman, but then he freaking assaulted a woman in there right right is that all of a sudden an exception you know to to finally paint like turning your eyes to this situation you know what i mean do you know what's wild is that in that particular case that that you just created that man would probably be tried in court depending on which state that crime was committed in would would be tried as a woman in court and if he were to be taken to jail, he would be taken to a women's jail. Are you being serious? Yeah, because that has recently happened where where men who find themselves in a pickle, who find themselves as like like inevitably going to jail and being and being locked up, they identify suddenly as a woman and the court has to adhere to those particular preferences that's insane and so there have been cases which i think i've alluded in the past um in like a past episode or something but there has been a case where a man did that and he went to a a a woman's correctional facility and he impregnated a few women while inside of that place because he didn't undergo any cosmetic surgeries any anything like no hormone uh treatments nothing it's just a man who basically said i'm a woman now Mm. like what's up i'm a woman now and what so and they just went into jail and then just knocked up a bunch of freaking females and then that's so insane to me and the court allowed all of it to happen because that's just where we live now so we used to be very confident, I feel like, as Americans, um, and and I'm like speaking as if I was like 30 in the 70s, but we we used to be very confident as America. <laughs> uh, we used to have a lot of confidence in our justice, um, justice systems, in our uh, president, and all of these like branches that are that are in place in order to facilitate the uh easy conducting of society you know like just just allowing us to kind of like live our lives but nowadays it's like everything's so politicized like just like that article that i just read about the zombie drug yeah first few sentences said that it's a democrat drug Mm. which is hilarious it's like joe biden 
allow this. Everything's like black or black or white, black and white. Left or, or right. Right, left or right. Like everything is so political now. Like even that Hershey commercial, people will probably think like, you know, that it's a like the one side of people will say, oh, that's great. You know, liberals and whatever. It's like, oh, wow, that's great. Mm -hmm. Like with representation for all women. Oh, yeah. Women come in all shapes and sizes now. And then the other side will be like, wow, like this is just ridiculous. You know, which is funny, too, because Canada has has been undergoing this like dictatorship type ruling now yeah i i heard when you told me that jordan peterson's um license is being revoked he's been forced by his community by the psychiatrist community or the academic community to basically re-educate himself on on the current state of society and that's the only way that he'll be able to continue being a doctor you know like which is wild Mm. And then Justin Trudeau is implementing all of these like censorship things. Apparently, I think I read this um, article a few a few weeks back, maybe where Canada is seizing the bank accounts of people who kind of go against the accepted ideology or norm. So basically, if you speak up against Justin Trudeau, if you speak up against the um, governing um system that's in place in canada then you're going to get reprimanded by having your bank accounts frozen Mm. and so it's literally dictatorship like that's what's happening in canada and so i just find it interesting how how i don't know man like uh, like i've always said this and i'll always be the voice of reason throughout this revolution that we're living in look all of this progressiveness shit is all bullshit yeah it's all you be like it's being used as a vehicle to implement control and to consolidate control and it's always going to be portrayed and sold to everybody as this inclusivity convenience factors are always being played and used and people eat that shit up because everybody wants to just be loved and just be accepted and viewed and and seen especially after COVID, like a lot of our behavior patterns shifted dramatically. And so people think differently. People act differently. People are more desperate. People hunger more for social acceptance. And so it's a prime time for you to now start implementing these things where it's creating this mentality of us versus them. So if you don't accept furries and bestiality and people who fuck goats and shit, as being included into the LGBTQ plus community and these things being taught in to your child in school, then you are anti-progressive. Mm-hmm. You are a misogynistic, cisgendered yeah. uh, tyrant. They'll say you're transphobic, transphobic and that you're all these things. Yeah, all beings are capable of love, oh, including man. goats. Which, by the way, I saw this tweet about how... Um, I think it's FEMA, right? FEMA is the animal foundation thing. Yeah. Yeah. FEMA uh, put out a tweet saying that we should all refer to every animal as either it or they. Because we don't want to assume their gender or assume what they identify as. And I saw that thread and I was like, what the fuck is reality, dude? No like, way. what is happening? And then one person responded saying, so to be safe, I should refer to them as they. And then FEMA's like, yes, with an exclamation mark. Yes, you should do that. Yes. 
Oh my gosh. It's so confusing. And um, part of me doesn't want to live in this uh, timeline. I anymore. hope they know that. <laughs> I mean, they need to do some animal studies. Yeah, because if an animal has a penis, then that animal is a male animal. And uh, Darwin is just punching the air right now in his fucking grave, dude. And there is no freaking, they don't have consciousness like like we have. Not that we know of, yeah. But well, even still, that, even so, they're, I'll tell you what. My if my dog was gay or was whatever the <laughs> hell, if that's what they want to say, like, yeah, oh, oh my god. For example, look, there was this recent um New York Post uh tweet that covered a person. I'm not gonna zoom their gender. Their person, uh, a person that says, "quote I'm in a sexual relationship with airplanes." So I go on vacation a lot. And this person is uh, portrayed uh, sitting on a uh, large-sized miniature airplane. And also just, uh, (laughs) uh, like, I don't even know, dude. I kind of give up on (laughs) modern society, if I'm being honest. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's just just pretty crazy, man. I wanted to mention, uh, speaking of like misogynistic, mm. um, apparently everybody was saying that Andrew Tate had cancer and that they gave him cancer or something. But he put out a tweet recently and confirmed that he does not have cancer mm. um, and said that he's in perfect, perfect health and that all that's all he cares about is, is his health. Uh, let me pull right. up the tweet actually, but I'll read you what he yeah, said. Yeah, that that was interesting because a lot of that was just um permeating the internet, you know, like just like going around where Andrew Tate apparently had cancer and then and then people said like, Oh, see, like this is how they get you. They give you cancer, which I which I started thinking, I was like, Can they give you cancer? Yeah, because if they can, then they're giving the they're giving everybody cancer through food and because and like everything else. Because like technically, that would be the best way to get rid of someone without having it tie back to you right. as the conspirator behind that person's death. It's like, oh no, yeah, it's cancer. Uh, yeah, it's because of his um cigar smoking. You know, like he smokes a lot of cigar. And and he did mention that he said, I do not have cancer. My lungs contain precisely zero smoking damage. Damage. In fact, I have an 8L, I don't know what that means, 8L lung capacity, 8 liters. 8 liter, yeah. 8 liter lung capacity and the vital signs of an Olympic athlete. There is nothing but a scar on my lung from an old battle. True, warrior, true warriors are scarred from both inside and out. And <laughs> then, and then it's funny. a photo of him flexing in the mirror with his leg up and, you know... Yeah, so that's Showing him his, officially tweeting. Yeah, yeah, him, him on his Twitter, Cobra Tate. So he's allowed to tweet in the Romanian uh, prison thing. I don't think he's locked up anymore. No, he is. Is he? Yeah, but oh, I think look. I heard people saying that he's been able to um, tweet and like have access to his phone. Yeah, look, he wrote one just just today. Enemies of truth lied about me in an attempt to destroy my good name. But look, I am more famous than ever before and absolutely nobody believes them. 
I have a greater influence that will allow me to lead men to power and faith. I suffer in jail, but I also prepare. God is great. See? Damn, so he is tweeting in jail. I, I didn't think he was. How did he post this picture of him flexing in the mirror? Well, those are probably pictures that he has saved on his phone. Okay, yeah, I figured. I was like, damn, man, he has a freshly shaved bald head and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if, they, yeah, if no. they're allowing you to do that. <laughs> yeah, his his hair is growing back, which which also proves the point that like uh, people who were against him, like the um, liberal left, extreme left, they were saying like, oh, this man is a misogynist, is, is a misogynist because he is overcompensating because he's bald and he probably can't get bitches. But now he's proving that he can grow a full, uh, full head of hair and he is growing it slowly but surely. Yeah. So shout out to his hair, man. <laughs> for proving the world wrong. Do you think bald people use shampoo? If you're bald, could you answer that question? Do you buy shampoo and use it on your head? Do you use soap, like regular body wash soap? Do you use like car oil to like give it a shine? <laughs> you know, just get like car oil. Do they use like do they motor use, oil? Do they use hair oil and and just use it even without hair? You know? Yeah, bald people have superpowers, right? which is what we were talking about earlier about how your dad is like super flexible and stuff yeah and then that caught me so off guard i was like what your dad really i was like i was saying that my dad sometimes in the summer he'll well i i've seen it i don't know how like often he does it but stuff. he but he does like a headstand in the grass you know mm -hmm. <laughs> as like a grounding technique yeah right? yeah yeah and and it's always the the bald people that that like have these superpowers i think that look joe rogan if we're going to take anything away from this age that we're currently living in is that bald people um are thriving are thriving and maybe that the solution for all men is to go bald in order to really achieve their um full potential because you have joe rogan you have Andrew aliens Tate, you have aliens so <laughs> so maybe it's all a sign it's like maybe that is it's like maybe there's something there it's like maybe you are more susceptible to the energies of god or the energies of the universe because your your antenna is clean and doesn't have any like buffer so you have like a direct connection which could tie into what we talked about the shoes about how shoes like there's a broader conspiracy about how shoes maybe prohibit us from feeling that connection to with the, the earth yeah. that we were given like from from birth essentially like we are supposed to be granted but then kids nowadays babies are born and already have shoes ready in order to place on their feet and so yeah. we never establish this direct connection with mother nature anymore right Maybe, right. right and and i and and that's what i was saying earlier when we were talking about it like we're born with nothing essentially no. right if you really think about it we're unclothed we're what are we you know um we, we don't have possessions is my point and then as we get older the more and more possessions we feel like we need to have and the more things that we do and then all of these things are just driving us further and further away from nature right it's from our natural habitat essentially and from our true nature in right. turn right and i just thought about something that i think just became a huge a huge revelation inside of my head just now 
is that you said that we're born with nothing, but I think that we're born with everything. And then over time through society and by abiding and just pursuing all these goals that are set forth by society before we're even born, like they're already in place, we start gaining a lot, but we lose everything. Right. Yeah. That that's how I meant it. It's like we're born with nothing in terms of like material, right. materialistic matter. But we're born with everything. Right. And then and then through life, everything is designed to like strip us of that spirituality, of that connection with like whatever it was. Because if you think about it, right, being born, maybe maybe that's why children are, are always targeted by these evil spirits, evil demonic forces that rule the world. Right. Is because children hold that hold the closest connection to whatever it is that's beyond mm, because yeah. because they just came from there. They literally just came from beyond. Yeah. So there's that like very tight knit and close connection with that thing. And then through life, we are disconnected from it, be it from like not having connections with nature, living in apartments, you know. And and I was going to say this is just like a, an example of one thing. We're born with with nothing tainting our reality. Right. You know, yeah. unlocked potential, you know, all these possibilities of how your life can go. You're born with a clean slate. Mm -hmm. And then as time progresses, notice how much how much reality, everything that happens in, in our reality. It's like paying bills, um, having to having to go through school in order to get a job and do this and all these like all these different things start to eat away at that potential and all of those like having that clean slate and this this opportunity for right, great right, greatness right. you know mm -hmm. because Be of how this whole system is formed and and you're also not held back at all by any fear or trauma right which is what scares the shit out of me whenever i think about having kids because i've seen like people get fucked up by their parents right like i've i've been fucked up by my parents and and i see the impact and the implications and just how long lasting those things are on these people because of these like small mistakes and just bad habits that these other people have that in turn destroy the potential and the future of this other person you know yeah so when i do have kids like i'm gonna make sure to to try to like retain that purity which is what i think kanye believes in and like what he was doing with like north you know like north reminds me at least a lot of kanye you know like i see a lot of kanye in her because she's just outspoken and just creative and just and just like unconstrained kind of like has ha has like no restrictions and i feel like kanye was like that because of his mother donda like she created a created a genius and i'll say that with um 100 confidence and i'll say it again she created a genius because she didn't restrict him at any point mm. and she always said like yes and it's right. like i want to be an astronaut yes and you should and and, and, and you, you should, should go, go after it right. and stuff you know like and, and it's possible and it's doable of course yeah of course you can be an astronaut right. instead of being like what are you talking about you're gonna work in construction like your father 
you right. know, like 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 most American families think like that. It's like you're gonna work in the family business like your father. You're gonna be a painter like your father. You're gonna paint houses like your father. You're gonna be this like your father. Right. And it's never this like idea of like, yeah, of course you could be president. Of course you can. Of or course you could be freaking whatever it is you want. Or assisting your kid to just become their own thing. Yeah. It, it, Even if it goes against what the the ideas that you had right. in plan for them. And and it takes so little, which is what blows my mind and just makes me infuriated by just the like by 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 just how like most parents deal with their kids. It takes so little support, you know, like moral support. Just a little nudge. That's all people need is just a little, a little reassurance, just a little bit, yeah. a little drop. And most people, including myself, don't get that from their parents sometimes at all from for, for like prolonged periods of time. And that wrecks people. It's like that's why you have to also be very self, self, um, uh, how, how do you say it? like uh, self-reliant and just self-sufficient you're right and not rely on anyone for anything and that's who i am as a person today because of that and i don't view it as good or bad but i just think that you have to inevitably either either you come from a family that supports every single thing that you do and gives you close to zero resistance on things or which is basically like winning the (laughs) The lottery lottery, yeah yeah because i have friends in brazil who have that reality who have won the lottery twice sometimes because they also come from a very wealthy family and they have tremendous wealth in terms of how their relationship with their family is so and so these people have already won in life and then me on the other hand like i just didn't get that and so and so you have to cope with it and the way you cope with it is just by learning and becoming maybe sometimes something you don't want to become but sometimes necessary yeah yeah that's true i'm i'm currently feeling that with myself yeah just becoming who i'm meant to become i wanted to say about kanye really quick that apparently north north was dressed as ice spice you know the rapper girl that sings that song the yeah yeah uh shut up <laughs> yeah, that I can't understand oh a word. Oh my god, of. I don't even know <laughs> what the <laughs> words are. <laughs> but anyways, I don't know. I I just saw that apparently he put a response to it because North is dressed as her. Now let me just see because maybe this is an old video of him, but I want to just hear what he said. To stop antagonizing me with this TikTok thing, I said it's never again. That's old. Okay, so yeah, that's old. So so that was the pre-cloned Kanye, right? Yeah, but it's still happening. So Kim still allows uh, Northwest to post these videos of her doing things. And I feel like it is all an extortion. Like she obviously introduced her child to the TikTok platform, allowed her to make videos together and separately on this TikTok platform. And so by giving her the access to that, that in and of itself to me is extorting your child for right it's like using (laughs) your child for views and right to say oh but she's just an innocent kid she's just doing that that's like a huge excuse which i hate by the way yeah when when huge celebrities more specifically huge celebrities just just basically hoe out their kids for 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 views and shit yeah it's the worst thing and it could be as 
something as innocent as like posting your kids all the time in like a very genuine manner. It's like family time or whatever. And then, but you know exactly what they're doing. And I think that if you're already famous, then you should keep your kids out of that spotlight and And just like allow them time to either grow to a point where they can decide if they want to be a part of that lifestyle or if they don't, you know, like give them that chance to actually decide instead of just throwing them into it. Right, when their brain is fully developed, by the way. Right, they can Not choose. when they're of the prime age of of yeah. 11 years old or whatever the case is. And, and I'm going to say this now, like, if if we both blow up one day and, like, get super famous, you guys, unfortunately, will probably never see our kids. Yeah, yeah, I do agree. Um, because, again, that that is a decision for right that person to make like i pro- for example there there are and that's why i think i don't think of fame as as a uh, winning the lottery being born into a famous family because mm-hmm. you especially if they're they're they push you out to the public eye you're automatically susceptible to all of their criticisms all of their criticisms uh everything Hate, you know you love, right yeah. you're going to be re- receiving that as well weirdos just like weird energy weird attention right over sexualization right. like i was going down this rabbit hole and and we're gonna wrap up soon um i was going down this rabbit hole of justin bieber growing up and the way he was treated during interviews is very alarming. Like mm. he was 15 with like grown ass men who were radio hosts at the time asking him about fucking like, like, um, I don't know, just asking these weird sexual questions. And then at one award show, he was ass- like sexually assaulted by one of the presenters who just happened to be this good-looking female and that's why it just never led to anything more but he was assaulted essentially and she like kissed his neck and like tried to give him a hickey and 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 and, like this woman at the time was like 30 and he was like 15 or something that's so crazy and then when when he finally like escaped from her grasp kind of he went he went up to the microphone and said i'm super like i'm super i'm super uncomfortable right now I just feel like I was assaulted and stuff. And then the whole crowd just cheers and laughs and just like, because we're just, you know, conditioned into understanding that, yeah, it's normal <sighs> to establish kids as sexual symbols and to want to fuck up like, uh, it's crazy, man. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh, like things like that really, really get my blood boiling. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? This is wild. When, when you're of that level of fame, I it's what people say. You're no longer treated as a human being. No, you, you, you're, you're an object. You're an object. You're a spectacle. You're, you know, uh, I don't know the word, but... You're a mythological creature. You're anything but human yeah. at that point. And, and it's sad, but, but at the same time, a lot of people dream of, of getting to that point and again to to each their own and everybody has their own choices it's not like someone held a gun to his head and said create these songs and become a superstar he obviously wanted it but i feel like he was so young to know what superstardom actually is and i feel like that is your job as a parent if if you know your kid ended up being an internet sensation now they want to go down the path of uh, pursuing whatever it is that they you know want 
right. then then you have to know all you have to weigh everything into yeah. question because that is that decision for a kid of his age at the time was just one that he couldn't make himself right his his mom of course like a momager these momagers who act as as moms but they're just managing you and your life and your money more specifically right but what i would be curious to find out is if he has a good relationship with his mom today because if the answer is no then you know exactly how evil that lady is yeah and if the answer is yes, he still has a loving relationship with his mom and they're very close, then chances are that that she tried her best to protect them. But a lot of the cases with these child stars is that they don't keep a good and healthy relationship with their parents because of that momager and, and dadager uh, relationship where it's like, yeah, honey, but, you know, like, don't like don't take it too seriously. Y- you know how it is. They just want to sell newspapers and sell magazines. So they're going to sexualize you. But that's part of it. That's part of it, honey. Just like, don't worry. We're going to get you that Mustang. You you know that Mustang that you've been wanting? Yeah, we're going to get it. Okay, so just <sighs> hustle horrible. through this one. Just hustle through it a little bit more. Just just let, them, like, let more grown-ass women kiss your neck or maybe even a few men. But you're going to get through it. Okay, like, it's but, like, but look, you you're you're this successful as you are. You're doing so great. Like you, you want to throw all this away and go back to Canada. You wanna <laughs> you, you want all my friends to. Is he to not see living us? in Canada? No, he lives in L.A. <laughs> you want all I of my friends know. to know that we're a failure? Of course not, right, honey? So let's just do this. Let's just get it through. All right? Oh, that's sickening. Yeah. With that being said, um, do you have anything else? No. All right. So I think that this was a good episode. We did more of like personal talk, but we also got into a few conspiracies. Again, hopefully you guys stuck stuck it out with us until the end. Hopefully you guys are familiarizing yourself a little bit more with our sense of humor and our way of interacting and just um, talking to each other. And hopefully it resonates and it's something that's enjoyable and at, at the very least entertaining, maybe even valuable. Who knows? Oh, I thought you were just taking oh, a quick. She's I, already logged out. No. <laughs> logged I, off. Guys, I thought he was doing like a quick stretch because sometimes he does that, and then That's he'll when resume. You have to fill in the, he'll uh, he'll resume his sentence like right after, like yeah. a second later. It's because it's because I have uh, coffee burps. Um, but burpity burps. Yeah, this was this was fun. Um, I like talking to y'all. You guys out there. I like talking to y'all. She she never Cause, talks cause like that. You you all out there. Y'all out there. Y'all. Y'all come on down later tomorrow for another episode, will you? <laughs> y'all see you here. Oh boy. Yeah. Anyways. I definitely need a nap, guys. I was up at three thirty, by the way. Three thirty in the morning. Yeah. Not four AM. And just to close this off, um, I'm gonna play this video of a eleven year old boy named Knox Zajak from Maine confronted his school board by reading them pornographic material found in his middle school library. Let's that, listen that's, to... That's the one I told you last time on the last episode. Was it? Yeah. Uh, Hi, my name's Knox Zajac. Uh, I'm 11 years old and I go to... Window you forgot. I'm a sixth grader. I was in the library and yeah, it, this book it, was on a stand. Was... I'd like to read you a page. Read it, Zach. My back over my hips as I ask if we should take off take her clothes off and he's saying yes before i finish my sentence 
He's pulling off my t-shirt, laughing when I can't undo his shirt buttons. He's undoing my belt. I'm reaching into his bedside drawer for a condom. We're kissing again. We're rolling over. Obviously, you can see where this is going. I don't know if it's because we're feeling especially emotional or just tired. Or these past couple of weeks have been too much. But this reminds me so much of the first time we had sex. We were both fucking terrified. And the whole thing was kind of terrible because we didn't know what we were doing. But it was good too. So good. Because we were a mess of emotions. And we were scared and excited. And everything felt new. So this sort of thing, this sort of feels like that. Nick touches me like he's scared that any minute. Now, this book was at my middle school, and it was on a stand. When I rented it out to show my dad it, uh, the librarian asked if I wanted more and if I wanted a graphic novel version. That's wild. That's freaking wild. So the librarian <laughs> saw his age and still offered a graphic novel version. Obviously, it's not explicit completely, but it still has yeah. insinuations of these... Do you want a little bit more? A little Knox Zajac? You yeah. want a little bit more like imagery what to, is get you, to get you going? To that's get you like there? handing out a Playboy magazine to a kid and then being like, you oh, want man. more? There's plenty more where that came from. 11 years old, guys. Uh, that's how we're going to close out this episode. Uh, make of that video what you will. That is at a, a, uh, a middle school, school. school board reading right? Oh, right surrounded by parents and and just uh yeah it's crazy it's crazy and you should see the face of one of the of one of the mothers as as he's reading this she's just in the back Shaking. with her eyebrows like all the way up to her top of like the top of her forehead just just like what the fuck you know and that's the reaction is what the fuck that's my reaction right what now what the fuck man all right, guys, so uh, thanks again for listening up until this point. My name has been Callie Lacerda, and your name has been what? Uh, Gabriel. Gabriel, yes. Ga Gab Gabriela Lopes. So at the beginning of the episode, she identified as a she, and then at the end, she identified as a he. <laughs> no, I'm still Gabriela. Relax. Okay. And <laughs> I will um, update you guys on my journey in identifying identifying as a uh, woman and taking massive dumps in public women restrooms. <laughs> I'll let you guys know how that turns out for me. Not and when I'm in there, that's for sure. Because I've smelled them and they're deadly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, don't forget that it's never wrong. To be mentally gone. Peace, Peace to, to the, the world. world.